Welcome to episode four of the Simple Privacy Tips podcast. In this episode, I am going to give you six tips for better protecting your and your loved one's privacy online. Everyone wants to feel in control of their digital privacy, but our lives have become so digital that it's overwhelming to know where to begin. The Simple Privacy Tips podcast makes digital privacy super simple. We make regular podcasts teaching you how to regain control. Subscribe to the podcast to make sure you don't miss a tip. You will feel confident that you're in control of your and your loved one's digital privacy. As the future becomes even more digital, don't let your privacy disappear. Don't forget to subscribe today. So the first tip I'm going to mention is to kind of get a baseline understanding of if your email or phone number has been a part of a data breach. We often see these headlines like X company suffers huge data breach and 2 million customers affected. And despite it being the moral thing to do, as well as in some places, the legal responsibility of companies, some companies don't even notify customers that there have been a, that they have been a part of the breach. And so as the first tip, I wanted to show you a website you can go to to see if your email or phone number have been a part of a data breach. The website is called haveibeenpwned.com. So that's haveibeenpwned.com. You can enter an email address or a phone number, and then you will see a bar here that says good news or bad news. And then you can have at least the information of if your email has been part of a data breach, if your phone number has been part of a data breach, and you can take steps from there. So for example, if your email shows up as being part of a data breach, you would wanna go in, to that email address, change the password, make sure the password is nice and strong, and keep an eye on your connected accounts to that email address to see if anything unusual is showing up. Oftentimes we don't even know when our personal information, like phone numbers and email addresses, have been part of a data breach. And so this website will just give you a general sense of if you have been a part of a data breach, and then you can take mitigation steps from there, like changing your password and keeping an eye on different accounts. Okay, my second tip for protecting your online privacy is to use a password manager. I have a whole separate video where I take you through how to use a password manager, as well as ones that I recommend for desktop and mobile. Why you would want to use a password manager is to make sure that you can have strong and long passwords that are unique for each online account that you have. And of course, it's not feasible for most people to remember 50 passwords that are long and strong and unique. And so what a password manager does is stores them all for you. And all you need to remember is one password to unlock your little database of passwords. So one I recommend is KeePass X. It works on desktop. It's not very pretty. It doesn't look like it came from a Silicon Valley's tech startup, but it's great and reliable and does the job. And what you can do is download it which I'll link to the video where I show you exactly how to do that and add one by one all of your passwords and then lock it up with one single password to keep your vault completely secure. And then whenever you sign into a social media account or your bank account or any online account, all you need to do is use the one password to unlock the database and then copy paste whatever password you're trying to use. So it makes the process of securing all your accounts really easy. I would say the most important thing for you to know about online security, online privacy, is that you need to have unique, long, and strong passwords. And password managers make that possible. Okay, my third tip 
is to update your Google account settings to ensure that you're not allowing Google to access your location. So by default on Android phones, and usually whenever you set up a Gmail account, for example, location tracking is turned on by default. What this means is that in the background, wherever you go, whatever you do, Google is tracking where you are. And it's actually kind of alarming when you go in and you try to set, turn this setting off and you see the location history that the company has on you, how granular and how consistent and how continuous their tracking is. And so what I would recommend is that you, for each Google account, whatever Google account you have connected to your phone, you make sure to go in and turn location tracking off. I've made a video showing you exactly how to do that and I'll link that in the description, but it's really easy once you know where the setting is. Okay, my next tip is if you don't know what privacy settings you have enabled on a social media platform, don't overshare content. Now, the reason I'm in my Facebook account right now is because Facebook is the first example that comes to mind where you might not know what settings are enabled. Facebook's privacy settings are so incredibly fragmented that it's really difficult to make sure that when you share a post or when you put a comment on a Facebook group or when you like a page, it's really difficult to know if all that information is truly private because the settings to, to make all that information private are really hidden and fragmented and all over the place within the back end. And so unless you're 100% confident that you know what is private and what is public, on social media, maybe just don't share or don't overshare or have limits about what you're willing to share if you knew it would be made public eventually. You know, just be wary of what you put on social media. And unless you have spent, you know, a lot of time going through privacy settings, especially on Facebook because it's so broken up, maybe just consider not sharing things that you would be uncomfortable having in the public domain. Now I've made a free downloadable guide about a few privacy settings on Facebook you might want to consider turning on, but it's by no means exhaustive just because of how fragmented the settings are on Facebook. But I, I'll link the guide in the description below if you want to just see some of the settings that you should consider tweaking. My next tip is to consider switching from like Facebook Messenger to an encrypted messaging app. So, you know, WhatsApp is end to end encrypted. WhatsApp is of course owned by Facebook, so it's not perfect in the sense that there's always this lingering question of, okay, it's owned by Facebook. Facebook makes its money by ads in order to sell advertising space. They need to have lots of data about people. How will they feed my WhatsApp data into their advertising machine? WhatsApp does use end-to-end -end encryption, so there's limited data there for them to use. But nonetheless, a better alternative might be Signal, which is run by a, a nonprofit organization and is widely known as um, being very secure and trustworthy. But WhatsApp would be better than, say, Messenger for privacy because WhatsApp is end-to-end -end encryption, whereas Messenger, as of right now, is not. It's really easy to invite your friends to Signal, and I've made videos about Signal if you want to check those out. Really easy to use, has all the same functionality as WhatsApp, so maybe consider just testing out Signal and seeing if you like it. A final tip I have is you can go to securityplanner.consumerreports.org, and you can create a custom security plan 
to help you cut down on how much data is collected um, by companies about you, as well as just basic security to prevent like hackers from stealing your information and more. So if you go to this website, which I'll link in the description, you can select which apply to you. So I'm gonna say iPhone, and then you can say what, what your goal is. So what do you want to do? I'm gonna say I want to communicate privately. And then you can say sort of what it, which of these statements is true about you. So for example, your, maybe your account has been hacked or you are a victim of identity theft or you know, you're more worried about the governmental level accessing your data. So I'm gonna say, I want to learn about shielding my identity, get results, and then they give you tips. So it's really, really convenient. So they gave me resources here about how to learn more about anonymity and security. They've recommended Signal here. They've recommended Tor Browser, which is a browser that makes what you search online more private. They've recommended, of course, a password manager, checking your privacy settings. What else have they said to me? Check your account security, use multi-factor authentication, which is a great idea. So you can on all of these click and learn more and they give you some basic information and options of what to use for these different tips. So if you have a concern about your privacy or your security as well, this is a great website where they can you can enter in what you have. So say you have an iPhone and a Mac, or you have Windows and an Android, or a smart device, a smart device even, security camera. And you can say what your ultimate goal is, like to keep it secure, prevent hackers, etc. And they'll give you a plan, a custom plan. It's a great resource for you if you're, if you're concerned about privacy or security of those things. So do make sure to check that out as well. So those are my tips for you to help you better protect your online privacy. I will make sure to link all the resources I mentioned in the description, as well as the free and downloadable guides I've made. I've made guides on privacy settings on Facebook and other social media platforms. I've made guides on how to download your data from multiple platforms and best practices in privacy online. So everything will be linked in the description. So make sure to check that all out. I hope this was helpful and I will talk to you in the next Simple Privacy Tips podcast. Everyone wants to feel in control of their digital privacy, but it's overwhelming to know where to begin. Our Simple Privacy online course makes comprehensive digital privacy super simple. After taking the course, you'll feel confident that you're in control of your and your family's data privacy. To sign up for the Simple Online Privacy course, click the link in the description or in our profile. As the future becomes even more digital, don't let your data privacy disappear. Join the course today.